Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. And we are so elated for today's we guest. Oh, Michael, who are we going to talk to? <laughs> Playwright and salon hostess extraordinaire, Lana Mayer, everyone. Woo! Clap! <laughs> Clap, damn it. Come on, kids. Come on. Uh, the kids love Lana. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lana, oh, <thanks>. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> oh, we are so excited to have you here. Uh, so Michael and I actually have been to Lana's Salon, which is lovely. Lana hosts a playwriting uh, reading every month. Uh, we did one of my plays there. Michael was in the reading. It was great. Lana is truly like a rock star salon oh. hostess oh please please <laughs> oh darling take the compliment come on <laughs> <laughs> taking the compliment i'm internalizing it wow i good. feel so good right now thank good. you so much good Yay, we like <laughs> that oh, it's so difficult to take a compliment sometimes it i have is. to like I'm consciously remind myself like that mm -hmm. it's good to know other people do that oh yeah, yeah. i gotta oh. have like the internal struggle of being like you deserve this <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Midwest. There, it's just like if somebody says something nice about you or to you, right? You just, oh no, I'm horrible! And how dare you? <laughs> Shut up! Well, Stop being so nice. Are you from the Midwest? I, I'm from Pittsburgh, which is, I think, the the gateway to the Midwest. Ah, yeah. very nice, very cool. Yeah. I had an ex boyfriend who used to say, "Well, he was from Albany, and he used to say Albany is its own thing." It is, and that's sort of how Pittsburgh is kind of its own thing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, well, interestingly, <laughs> your crush this week is a guy that for some reason I assumed for years was from the Midwest. Turns out he's from New York. What? Oh, yeah. He, he takes the really? A train. He takes the A train. I see that <laughs> motherfucker like, often. Is from, is from New he's York? Fr he is born and bred in New York. I thought this was a Midwest boy. 
I, I was wrong. Yeah, but it turns out. But this crush is one that I am shocked that we have not already done. It feels inevitable. He feels like the perfect person for this podcast. Lana, who are we going to be talking about today and what movie are we going to focus on? We are going to be talking about my all-time movie boyfriend, Paul <laughs> Dano, uh, specifically in the movie that launched my love for him, which was There Will Be Blood, oh directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Oh, my God. So Literally, like, the this, Michael, would you say that this is, like, exactly the kind of actor and performance that, like, we were thinking of when we started this show? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, so good. I, I first became aware of Paul Dano in the 2004 romantic comedy, The Girl Next Door. Absolute dog shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh my gosh, what a deep cut. He is in yeah. that movie. He was right. in that movie. And then I remember seeing him in like Little Miss Sunshine. Is he like the friend of uh, famous abuser Emil Hirsch? Yes, he's the friend of famous yeah, abuser like a... Emil Hirsch. He is. Wow, nice. Um, Ooh, blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, he's basically in like a McLovin kind of role. And so to see him go from that to Little Miss Sunshine. I didn't see Ballad of Jack and Rose or The King. Um, but then it was like Fast Food Nation. And then 2007, There Will Be Blood. Like yeah. <laughs> working I mean... with D.D. Lewis. This uh. is he's it like it's always like shocking to remember how young he is in this movie. Like, my god, what a like, child performance! He's a child, he's, he's, he's a he's child, in, what, like 24, 25, yeah, 24, 25. Yes, yeah. oh, it's crazy. Oh my god. Well, we are going to really dig into There Will Be Blood, but first, we like to get a little warmed up, we like to get a little slick. Oh, with like, a synopsis, you mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we can get slick with the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. We can get slick with the synopsis. <laughs> I mean, it is a it is a film about oil, so. It is. It is. <laughs> I am abandoning <laughs> our outline. I am just rushing ahead because I am so excited about this movie. Shelly, you're on game. You're on point. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> the audience know you've made a mistake. Oh, my gosh, guys. <laughs> It turns out <laughs> I am fallible. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> oh, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> oh, God, where should we pick it up? Um, there, there's no easy point. Who cares? Whatever. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. know I'm an idiot. It's fine. <laughs> you're not. You're smart. You're smart. I'm you're smart. very smart and internalize that compliment. Yes. Take thank you. Okay. Compliment. I'm feeling it. I'm trusting it. I'm believing it. I am smart but we also need to do a synopsis. So I, got Michael, you. I got you. If someone hasn't seen There Will Be Blood, could you tell them what the movie is about? Daniel Plainview is an oil man and spends his days harvesting the money from discovered oil. When Paul Sunday asks Plainview to dig for the oil at his family home, he finds it too hard to resist. Soon he is up in Little Boston, California. Not everyone is pleased to see him as tension builds between Daniel and preacher Eli Sunday, as well as the greed. I'm going to remind you that these are all sourced from IMDb, and so some of these synopses are going to be hits, and some of them are going to be misses. As well as the greed. As well, so, as, the greed. As, well as the greed. I was putting this outline together yesterday. There were so many synopses for this movie, and none of them were good. 
and most of them were so long and I could just like imagine like the men writing these like the really really long ones they're like well but actually so when you think about it what Daniel Plainview was doing I was like no please we can't <laughs> so I chose I a short like one so hard to summarize like a truly great movie because really you try hard. to capture what makes it like sometimes I feel like when you write that just the plot you don't capture what makes right. it great and it sounds oh, like who would watch this film right but, and this movie is so sort of like broad ranging like so much happens you know it's uh every time I watch it and I don't know why I've watched it so many times because it's um, good it's so good it's so good and it's it's long like when I commit to like a two plus hour movie <laughs> it's it's usually an ordeal but this felt so easy um it goes right by uh yeah. and also it just it feels like work it's nice to know like oh this is what going to work was like in a different era um <laughs> yeah you did say that this felt like uh your actual job <laughs> uh, I, I actually <laughs> did uh go upsetting. on I, I went on to like a, a chat uh like AI thing to, I asked it to rewrite, uh, rewrite a scene of, <laughs> rewrite a scene of There Will Be Blood, but make it about affiliate advertising. Um, we get a little, a little snippet. I was just gonna say you have to tell. Absolutely. Um, As the sun set over the small town of Millville, Millville, Daniel Plainview stood atop a hill overlooking the town. He was a man driven by one thing. The pursuit of profits through affiliate advertising. <laughs> he had spent the year building up a network of websites and blogs, all designed to promote products and services from a variety of companies. And as the clicks and sales rolled in, Plainview had become rich beyond his wildest dreams. And so, oh my god! So this, I, I, I know we have uh, other things to get to, and we will get to them. But. Uh, these AI fucking things are so fucking fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I spent 20 minutes on pause uh, just like asking it to write the next scene. Write the next scene. Oh <laughs> write the next scene. Um, so funny. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, I definitely have my like, you know, ethical concerns about a lot of this AI stuff. But it's man, not good. It's so fucking funny. It's so it's fucking funny, though. <laughs> We're at the right time for it. We get to experience all the uh, like fun stuff right before yeah. it destroys our lives and livelihoods. <laughs> yeah, before they we're, kill us all. <laughs> we're, yeah. oh, we're out of we're all out of jobs once these things get oh. good at and we're yes. teaching them like how to get good at their jobs. So God, the art thing is so depressing. All Look, the people who are like doing their like Instagram pictures of like the AI art, I was like, oh yeah. Once there's but like, like one oh. day a, an AI impression, like an AI will not be able to do an impression of Daniel Plainview as probably <laughs> happen. We it have happen. we have flown right by that, and I can't like <laughs> no acknowledgement whatsoever. That was one of the funniest things. They were so good. so good. Oh my god, that voice! I so I had not watched this movie for several years, and I remember like when I first saw it, I was like, wow method acting making big choices and now i'm like huh method acting making big choices uh. <laughs> i don't i don't dislike it but i i kind of go back and forth like i can like sort of like intellectualize like why it's appropriate that he has this very sort of like artificial performance but then also part of me is like enough with the voice ah <laughs> uh, I, I love it i mean i i would say that this is the movie that i look to that i'm like if method acting brought this performance it's okay yeah, yeah. 
I think the part well, of my problem is that like I just rewatched Phantom Thread like two oh, days ago, and just also like see- a phenomenal movie, so a delicious good. film, so good. a Christmas film, yes, yes. and a oh, love yes. story. We were just saying that before. We were just saying it is this. a Christmas movie. It's oh my god, yes, it's a rom com. <laughs> yes, oh my god, but just like seeing him in these like two movies, like I, you know, he's very obviously he's very like elevated and like theatrical in Phantom Thread as well. But mm-hmm. I, it does feel like a little more re- real. I don't know. And like, and I don't think that like, yeah. I think this is a me problem, not a Daniel Day-Lewis problem. Because I do think that like, it's a great performance and there will be blood. But like, yeah, it's something about like, I, like I am intellectually on board with the sort of like artifice of the performance. Yeah. But watching it, I'm a little, I watching it this time, I was like, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, so into Daniel Day-Lewis and like so in awe of what he was doing and this time around I was more impressed by Paul Dano I mean, is, <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean he's a child I'm not gonna say I disagree but yeah <laughs> no nah, I 100% agree because the whole time I'm like this guy's like a child uh like yes. I, I've seen 23 year olds um <laughs> and he's working with like one of the most scary seasoned professionals that last scene where he's like throwing bowling pins at him. I'm like, what, what, what was that like to be around this guy who's not breaking character all day? And what kind of work does that bring out of you? Like, well, yeah. Isn't, the, isn't like the famous story about this movie. And it's honestly, I don't even know if it's true, but that there was an, there was another actor. Right. That was supposed to be in Paul Dana. Like Paul Dana was always going to be in the movie, but he only played uh paul sunday who's the right. brother that brings the like the information about the tract to mm-hmm. daniel day lewis daniel plainview um and then the other the actor that was supposed to play eli was too intimidated like couldn't work with daniel and so they just right. kept Paul. who do we think yeah. it was was it joaquin phoenix was i don't it, know and i would die to know was it philip seymour so hoffman like know. Who was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Has it ever? I'm like googling <laughs> right now, like as we're talking, like who was fired? <laughs> yeah. We know it's been a long enough time that it's like, what's the statute of limitations on knowing that information? Right, like a, right. That sounds like a cold case. You classify it any year. Yeah. Kel O'Neill is what uh, I'm seeing on IndieWire. Who's that? The original Eli Sunday reveals the truth about being fired by Paul Thomas Anderson. I guess who's Kel? that? Uh, because he. <laughs> I guess he kind of tanked the career getting, oh. getting fired off of this movie. Oh, oh that's so sad. Oh. Sorry, Cal. You Poor a great Cal. Name. And honestly, it's so funny. Like, I, I love stories like this about these, like, practical matters that end up making, like, artistic sense. Like, I yeah. mean, it would not be the same movie if you didn't have the same actor playing the two characters, right? No. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's like crazy to me that like that was not intended the entire time. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be twins. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they weren't supposed to be identical twins. Because right. there's also that great line in the movie about like the, Eli being the after. The after yes, yes. The star on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that, that was originally in this script. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good, and I think that like that is one of like the the amazing like strengths of like Paul Thomas Anderson as a director is like, he's very, he's very precise, but he does seem to be like very open to like the sort of like special, like alchemy that like comes from like working with other people and from being on set and like these like happy accidents, like needing to fire an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I, he seems to have like a really good balance of like, 
precision, but also sort of like openness to, yeah, to the unexpected that like makes his mm-hmm. films feel alive, you know? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Making a lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I jumped the gun originally, but now, <laughs> now I think we can get a little warmed up <laughs> and a little slick <laughs> before we get into our main discussion. And Michael, would you like to tell Lana how we like to do this? Uh, yes. And just so you know, I'm going to be method uh, acting for the rest of this podcast recording Excellent. as uh, Michael Plainview from this point forward. So please <laughs> only refer to me as Michael Plainview. Okay, <laughs> listeners, it's time to get slick for a little game of sexy trivia. In order to get you prepared to listen to some movie chatting, some movie chatting, we gotta get you slick. I'll kick us off. Every Wednesday night during editing, Paul Thomas Anderson and company would have just steak and straight vodka for dinner to keep in the mentality of Daniel Plainview. Excellent choice. That was very sexy, Michael. Thank you very much much. for that bit of trivia. Lana, would you like to take number B? I'm gonna. Yeah. You ready? Daniel Day-Lewis based his voice for and characterization of Daniel Plainview in part on recordings of the director, writer, and actor John Huston. An article by Christopher Goodwin in the Sunday Times of London revealed Paul Thomas Anderson sent Day-Lewis documentaries about Huston while Day-Lewis was preparing to play the role. Hmm, pretty sexy. Very sexy indeed. Our last bit of trivia for C is Paul F. Tompkins, who plays Prescott, is the only member of the cast to have appeared in a previous film directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. He had a small role in Magnolia from 1999 that was cut from the finished film. The rest of the cast had never worked with Anderson before. Hmm. And that's the trivia. That's a trivia. <laughs> That was good. I do love uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins showing up in this movie. I love that like PTA just like loves comedians. So there's yeah. always like <laughs> random like alt comedy like LA you gotta people. Come in. Yes. <laughs> We're doing it's... this big movie out in the desert. You got to come wear a hat. Yes. This is my Paul Thomas Anderson impression, by the way. That was good. That was good. Exactly what he sounds like. Famously, come on, be in my movie. Yeah, famous California director Paul Thomas Anderson. Come on, be in my movie. Be in my movie. We got all the stuff. Everybody's around. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. Like I loved in uh, Licorice Pizza that like the waitress from Always Sunny is the mom in that. Like he loves, he loves funny people. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I I've listened to all these like podcasts with Paul F. Tompkins and he's like talked about how apparently like back in the day, like he would have like salons much like Lana at his home and like PTA would just like come by and like, just like wanted to hang out with funny people. (laughs) Well, he, you know, he's married to Maya Rudolph. So I mean, yeah. exactly. The funny bone, I guess. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh. 
That's like part of um, why he uh, was like, oh, I have to get, I have to work with Adam Sandler. Um, right. And Punch Drug Love. He's like, I wanted to write a fun Adam Sandler movie. And uh, we get, mm-hmm. we definitely get the prototypical Adam Sandler movie with Punch Drug Love. Am I right? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know it's like cliche at this point to be like, yes, we saw the like the dark side of his shtick, but like it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also like really curious about the John Huston thing because I I don't know that I've heard John Huston speak very much except in like Chinatown when he's like doing his little like country voice he's like well Mr. Gitz I'm like very curious that like that's his when his we were basis talking for it. about when we were talking about uh like Daniel Day Lewis getting method on this role I remember thinking like how did he decide to do this voice like how right. did he, <laughs> he find that voice right um, right and, and I do, it, the fact that there is a person, it makes me want to actually, I never knew this and it makes me want to yeah. look it up. Like, is that what he sounds like? <laughs> and I wonder, I mean, I, I should have like, you know, read about this more extensively, but I wonder if it was like a conscious choice from like PTA to like have that connection to Chinatown. Cause like, you know, they're both these movies about like, you know, sort of like <laughs> psychotic, like, uh, you know, American <laughs> capitalism in the West, yeah. like just like said in different eras and like, you know, John Houston like embodies like sort of like the like corrupt capitalist heart of LA mm-hmm. in Chinatown. So I like, I wonder if like PTA was like, yeah, let's do this guy. Cause like, that's what we're also doing, you know? Hmm. We'll have to ask him next <laughs> week when he's on the, yes. <laughs> on the pod. Yeah, stay tuned guys. PTA is coming by. <laughs> well, anyway, like we said, this was, a perfect choice for this podcast. And so what, like, what is your history with there will be blood and with Paul Dano? Like when also you guys are saying Dano, I keep saying Dano. I don't know what's right. I I've just wanted to acknowledge. I don't know what's correct. <laughs> yeah, I, have no I know this doesn't bode well for me saying that he's my all-time movie boyfriend. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Dano and Dano interchangeably. And I, I think I'll continue to, um, we'll just keep it up. Yeah, we'll have him. We'll have him on the show as well uh, next yes, week. Yes, PTA is coming. Can, Paul Dan is coming, yeah. <laughs> and we will sort all of this out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when did this crush begin, and like, what was it that like first inspired it? Well, I think it was honestly long enough ago that I don't really remember. <laughs> but I know that I know that uh, the first thing I saw him in was Little Miss Sunshine, which I was mm. doing the math on this the other day and I would have been because my mom she had a friend who got a screener of little of Ooh. little miss sunshine isn't that cool wow um, <laughs> so we saw it uh it like got mailed in like a, a manila envelope to our oh house God, yes um, <laughs> but I would have been if that movie came out in 2005 I would have been nine years old okay. and oh I don't know God. what I was doing watching little miss because <laughs> I watched it again recently and I was like and I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. and there's nothing in that movie that is like, yeah. Forget yeah. all the stuff going over your head. Like, it's just a film about like being in a car, and what makes it great is like all the the nuance. Like, you need to be a, an adult, I feel like, to understand mm. that movie. Yeah. Um. So, um, and I think 
I don't recall having like an obsession with him at that time, but I know I saw that movie. I did also love the scene where he runs out of the uh oh, when he finds goes, out he's oh! colorblind and he can't be yeah. a pilot. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe that was it. Maybe I had an emotional mm. connection to that performance. And then when he cropped up again later, I was like, oh, we had that moment together when we were yeah. in that film. We shared yeah. something really serious. Oh <laughs> And then I saw There Will Be Blood, which came out only a couple years later. So I would have been maybe 12 seeing yeah. uh, There Will Be Blood for the first time. And there is stuff in that movie that kids shouldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I think there was just something about like, um, I, this is what I say to people because people who have seen him outside of movies get it. Mm. They understand, mm. like, like they understand the appeal. They understand, but if you just show somebody like a picture of him, sure, it, it's really hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's real. Yeah. Like, why, why him? Like, why is this the person commanding I'm all of so your sorry. attention? Yeah. Um, that was the Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, listen, Paul Dano, we don't have time to talk right now. We're talking we to Lana. <laughs> we will talk to you next week, Paul Dano. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to hang up on Paul Dano. Um, he's like, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" I was like, "Dude, I'm, I'm. I told you, I'm recording this week. You're recording next week. Chill we out. Talk later. Oh yeah, my he really, God. he really he's wants so to get thirsty. on. He, he, he wants to get on and talk about Zoe. He's like, I want to talk about Zoe. I'm like, dude, you're talking about your wife. Like, all right. Like, I get it. Like, you're in love, yeah. dog. Like, she's got more well, thoughts really about how happy. her grandpa wasn't bad because he was an immigrant. Oh, my God. This fucking I guy. lost it when she, oh, God, when she tweeted all that stuff about, like, yes, he sold out all his friends, but he was a Wait, free immigrant. Oh, so, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I missed that completely. I didn't know that that had happened. But, you know, I, you got to save I, up for your gramps. I, I guess so. <laughs> like, I, I generally like her, but that was like, oh, girl, you can just say, like, my not grandpa the, fucked up. <laughs> you can just say, he was my grandpa. I love him. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> I personally have not sold out any <laughs> of my yeah. left wing colleagues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! I mean, what I file behind the scenes about my friend's communist leanings is my business. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I love J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, so this is oh. interesting. So this is like a like almost lifelong crush. Oh my god! And in fact, I was thinking about like coming on and talking about it, and I was like, there are people that I haven't really been in touch with since high school who, if mm -hmm. by chance they listen to this, they would be like, she's still talking about this. Like she's <laughs> she's in the public forum, like making her pitch about Paul Dano, because truly it was it was it, like this is like kind of embarrassing, but um, it is a true <laughs> it is true about me <laughs> that I had a big enough crush on him that. For my, I think it was my 14th birthday, my best friend got me a framed collage of photos. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh I my might, God. it might still be at my mom's house. I don't know if she, I think I might've gotten rid of it because it wasn't any, I mean, it was like. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's, I mean, and I, I met him a couple years ago um, and it was like a very full circle moment. Oh my um, God. What, yeah, what what happened? What was the context? Well, should I tell this story? I don't know yes. if this is like... You absolutely yes. should. We're going to have to on and I kind of want to get his side of the story. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to corroborate and be like, who? <laughs> um, okay. So a couple years ago, this would have been in 2017 into 2018, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Dana was in a production of True West with Ethan Hawke yes. on Broadway. If you might recall at the American Airlines Theater, I think yes. it was. Um, and I think I saw it on the second day of previews. I was like, as soon as I heard that was happening, I'm going like, I didn't stage door for it, which was like, I've never done that. And it didn't, Uh it felt like if I was going to start, it would have been that one, but I didn't do it. (laughs) So I went and saw it on the first day of previews. But then, um, my good friend who was working at roundabout at the time, um, texted me one day and said, um, would you like, uh, tickets to the opening night performance of, uh, true west uh and would you like to go like i can put you on the list for the after party right and i was like <laughs> to this day it is like maybe one of the nicest things a person has ever done for me it was wow. unreal okay so here's where it gets crazy <laughs> okay. so i i show up i'm like i'm getting there a little early but mostly mm. on time and there's like this like huge crowd in front of the theater and i was just like is like the box office not open is like nobody like can everybody just like go inside to the theater? Cause I really would like to see this play. Like, I don't like, I don't know. I'm like, give yeah. me my seat. I'm there. Um, and then, and then I realized I was like, Oh, it's a step and repeat. It's like, it's opening night. There's press. Oh my like, God. Like, yes. All these people are here. And I was like, Oh God. Oh geez. And so I like ducked into the, the building and there's like a big throng, like moving through the lobby, but I'm stuck behind this. Like this guy's moving so slow and I'm like, Oh, I'm already nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous to see a show, but I, I was like, Oh, because your boyfriend's there. <laughs> your boyfriend's my boyfriend's there. there. I'm, this might be the night that I meet my boyfriend. Who knows? Um, and uh, he's going to leave his like beautiful and talented wife for me. No big deal. Um, but like this guy is like right like in front of me. I'm already like nervous because I just, I don't know. I'm not claustrophobic. Yeah. But I don't love a crowd. Sure. Um, and um, then this woman like like pulls him out of the way because he's like in the way, and the woman that pulls him aside is Maggie Gyllenhaal. What? What? And the, the man who was walking slow in front of me was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> that is a true story, and I was oh like, my God. "Hold on!" Um, and they were in a little pod because Jake Gyllenhaal or is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I Another name. Gyllenhaal. I'll think Jill. Jill. Gyllenhaal. Let's say yeah. Jill. Jill. <laughs> My boy, Jakey uh, Jill. Jake Jill. Jake Jill. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, husband, Peter Sarsgaard, who also yes. is like another like low key boyfriend of mine. Oh, Very yeah. intense people. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had actually, I had actually seen and briefly met them before because they have a house in Vermont, which is very close to where I went to school, and they did like a oh. film. Anyway, this is, this story has so many tangents. Yeah, we love it. But, yeah. So anyway, so Jake Gyllenhaal was doing um, uh, Sea Life, I think was the name of the show. Tom Sturridge on, Mm -hmm. um, and Tom Sturridge was also there. Um, Oh my God. Then I I go through and we were, um, I don't, I forget what the tickets are called, but they're like essentially Mm -hmm. standby tickets that like you, you seat wherever there's holes in the front. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, or I guess holes anywhere, but. um, (laughs) We love filling holes. uh, we fully were in the third row in the, like we were in, we were three seats away from Jake Gyllenhaal was wow. where we ended up being seated. And I oh was like, God. I had, I had seen the show from the back back row of the balcony. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and now I was in like a seat that if it was 
for sale would have cost $500 plus. Like oh it was, God. I've never had such good seats to a show in yeah. my life. And I, I was like, sweat. oh my God, I was already nervous just to be in the theater and then yeah. being there. Yeah. Um, and I will also say, I don't know if this is like legal to say, but like, legal. <laughs> Hello. Um, I fully believe that Jake Gyllenhaal was like trying to start a conversation with my friend, Caitlin but oh. that like it was like, a, like he was very focused on her like it was like a little too much distance for it to be like okay oh, hey, hi but yeah. and she I, denies that but I don't believe it I, I, man I, has a reputation I yeah. love... she does kind of look like Taylor Swift that's so. hilarious <laughs> I like absolutely love the idea of this man being very apprehensive struggling to figure out a way to break in and start a conversation like it wasn't even really about like the social element as much as it was about like we were physically some seats apart. Like, oh my god, so <laughs> funny. Oh my god. But anyway, and like me, like me being like New York theater nerd, I was like, oh, there's Jake Gyllenhaal, and then behind me, I was like, that's Becky Ann Baker. Oh my god, yeah. like Lucas Nath is is two rows behind us. Don't you see Lucas Nath is back there? And she's Fuck like, you, Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Lucas Nath know, is here. Lucas, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so it was, and the show was great. Paul Dana was great. Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke was great. It was a really yeah. like lovely. Drew West isn't even one of my favorite shows, but they, it, mm. it, now it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so then, as if that wasn't scary enough, um, the after party is at this like very fancy restaurant in oh, wow. like Midtown. I guess it's, it's still Midtown. Yeah. Um, and I did not have a plus one for that party. Like I was, it was like one name on a list and I was just going and just literally like being myself. Wow. The, Only plus the, one is Paul Dano, baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was good to keep both of my arms open the whole night just in case something happened. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, so like, and I never before or since have, have I been to a party that was this fancy. Like, yeah, I, it's just not my world at all. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I also was at the time pretty new to drinking. Like I didn't drink this. It makes me sound like such a lame but like <laughs> I didn't drink until my senior year of college. Um, I promise it wasn't because I was a nerd, but maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a, it's a long story, okay. but so I was like pretty new to drinking. Like I had never really like ordered at a bar before. Yeah, like yeah. This, was, this was like, I had been living in New York for maybe six months. Okay. Um, and like it was an open bar and I didn't know like what I just had no idea so I drank vodka on the rocks all night because I didn't know what else to drink I was like they had great they had gray goose and I was like when am I when in my life am I gonna drink gray goose for free I better drink you went from like zero to 100 (laughs) when I think about this like this is the first time I've talked about this in a while when I think about it I'm like this is not a real thing that happened. Oh it was just like oh, so funny. outside of my my real life. Like I was like <laughs> I walked into the bathroom right after like Carlo Giugino. Like I was like Carlo Giugino. Oh my god! This bathroom that I am now in. Like I don't Damn. know. It was crazy. So anyway, um, skip ahead like three vodkas on the rocks. Um, oh it's two hours into the party and like finally like Paul and Ethan arrive Paul and Ethan that's what I call yes yeah Um, (laughs) Ethan's actually coming on in two weeks so you know well yeah exactly we'll talk to him about this research you know um and I will be honest the 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 party vibe was very much about Ethan which I did not yeah 
I didn't understand. I mean, he's great, yeah. but I don't think of those two as being like, I mean, maybe I'm just of a different era, but like, I don't think of those <laughs> two as being like of such different caliber of actor that right. like, Ooh, I there think would Ethan, be a huge crowd Ethan, he did his time. He had his, he had his time as, as a star. I guess that's you know? his Gen X, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. His reality bites years. <laughs> and see, this is, I mean, this would have been before, before my time as the, as the youngest millennial. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't get the experience of full Ethan mania. Yeah. So, and I guess with this crowd, it did make sense. Now that you're explaining this to me, I understand completely. Yeah. But my whole goal for the night, I was like, as soon as I meet and talk to Paul Dano, I'm going home. Like, that's all I'm here for is to like, to close this loop that I've been waiting for, for like 10 years. And so, like, it actually wasn't that hard to do, like, it because yeah. it just sounds like shady. Like, he actually nobody was like, a, like nobody was talking to him. Nobody was a fan. Um, but he, his like crowd is my like he wasn't in like several concentric mm. circles of people, right? So it was easy right. to just like kind of like join, like what you yeah. would do at like a wedding, basically, like yeah, just yeah, join yeah. the circle just of conversation. <laughs> and be like, and I literally said to him, I think I said. Hi, I just wanted to um, say hello. Uh, I've been a fan of yours for a really long time. I've seen the show twice. I really enjoyed it. Um, and he was so nice. Like he was it just exactly what you would imagine. Like very yeah. nice. Um, said it meant a lot. Um, we shook hands. Um, and he had a great, his hand was perfect. This is what I always say. It's like, like it was like dry and warm and like it was a good handshake. Anyway, and then I was like... <laughs> Ryan, that's what you I want in a hand. You don't want a cold, clammy hand. You don't want a cold, wet hand. No, thank oh, you. If you get you a wet a hand, a warm oh. hand, and a, and a and a polite, like gentlemanly handshake. Oh. Um, and How it was tall very is he? nice. Is he tall? He looks like he's, he's tall. He's not. He, I think he's probably about six foot. Okay. Yeah. He's not like it's not like whoa, tall, tall, yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but he's he's not like it's not. It, well, I wasn't shocked that we were like. <laughs> It's not like Tom Cruise, who's like they say he's five eight and right. he's actually like five four or something. Yeah, you're like, like that guy really is five five at most. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god! Please don't come get me, Scientologist. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna find out where Shelley is. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, I love uh, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Moss in Mad Men. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, she's great. I love Zinu. She's the perfect type. Zinu's <laughs> uh, so tall. <laughs> Zenu is so tall. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so then and then that, that was it. And then I went home and I called my friend in the Aww. in the cab home. I said, like, hey, we haven't talked in like seven years, but uh <laughs> I, ju I just met Paul Dano and you're the only person I feel like I can tell. That's <laughs> so understand cute. what that means to me. And so yeah. So um and then he called me the next day and we fell uh -huh. in love. No. <laughs> of course. Yes, yes, yeah. No, when we were talking to him about doing the podcast, he was like, Oh good, Lana's coming before, like she can, you know, yeah. give you yeah. background. She'll fill you in. Our whole you thing. Know. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah, have it's, a... it's water under the bridge now. <laughs> I actually have a transcript of your conversation. Um oh, nice. from from <laughs> when you met when I was talking to Paul earlier before, mm -hmm. I mean I could share it with you. It sounds like it was Wait, pretty please do. Uh, so, uh, Lana, hi, Paul. It's nice to meet you, Paul. Hi, Lana. It's nice to meet you too. How are you today? Lana, I'm doing well. Thanks. How about you, Paul? I'm good. Thanks. So what brings you here today? 
Lana, I'm actually here to discuss a potential project we're working on at the studio. I understand you might be interested in auditioning for a lead role. Paul, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Can you tell me more about the project? Lana, sure. It's a dramatic film about a young man struggling with addiction and the impact it has on his relationships and personal life. Ethan Hawke has also expressed interest in the project. He may be joining the cast. That sounds like a really interesting and powerful story. I'm definitely interested in auditioning for the role. Great. We'll be holding auditions next week. I'll send over the details and the audition material for you to review. Sounds good. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. No problem. Uh, We're excited to see your audition. Uh, Paul, thanks. So, Lana, uh, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Uh, Sure, go ahead. I was wondering if you're seeing anyone. There's just something about you that I can't shake, and I was hoping maybe we could grab a coffee or something sometime. Oh, I'm so sorry, Paul, but I actually have a boyfriend. Thank you for the compliment. Oh, I see. No problem. I understand. It was worth a shot. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty. Thanks for understanding. It's amazing that you got that transcript. What was the AI prompt that you wrote? Was it a lot of professionally propositions and then sexually rejects Paul Dano? So a magician never reveals their secrets. All I'll say is you could probably, your first guess is probably correct. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to reveal that part of our conversation mm-hmm. because he did actually audition for that project, and he like sucked. He Uh-oh. like blew it. He was like, you know, really rude to everybody in the room. Wow, wow. Um, didn't understand the material. Like, didn't hadn't read beforehand. Like, didn't prepare. Oh, and and, not and like I was him. just like, that's so. Oh wow. Well, you know, his publicist is great, but in real life, you know, mm. he is a total. <laughs> No wonder you turned him down. Yeah, I mean, on the on the, you know, you got to look out for yourself and your interests. Yes, girl. uh, (laughs) No, celebrity isn't everything. Celebrity isn't everything. Yeah, you have to value yourself. You have to value yourself. You have to value yourself, and you have to get the right person for your project. Is I guess what I'm saying, which is why. Yeah. um, I don't even know. I was about to like name like the other Paul Dano, but there isn't one. No. Who like, is the other like, Paul Dano? Like, like there ben is Foster? no other. Ben Foster I mean, is in that same genre, I guess. He's yeah, they're they're ben a type. Foster is in the. I think they're a flavor. Wait, we... Ben Foster, <laughs> maybe like, not. Like, like muscular, like ah, uh, true, like true, true. Is he a muscle boy now? I I feel He's like my idea of Ben Foster is from like the like 2010 era when he was in like Three Ten to Yuma and stuff, where yeah. he just played like weird psychos you know the alpha i think they were in the running era. for a while yeah. yeah and then i guess oh. ben foster became a muscle boy <laughs> he did become a muscle yeah, boy that's what i think of him now is that he's like he's like interesting and like, everyone becomes a muscle boy like, after a period of time we've all yeah. been there yeah it's, yeah, yeah. he's a muscle boy anybody can be a boy. breaking my fucking heart camille he loved, it, we loved crazy. you as you were <laughs> you didn't have to do it <laughs> if he wants that marvel money he's got to give them his soul and his body um <laughs> Full it's of also, I remember when those when those pictures came out. I remember thinking like, "You look worse." 
He like, looks you, insane. Like, <laughs> he doesn't look better. Like he looks more muscular, obviously, but like it's not like yeah. some people just like are supposed to look like what they look like. I feel. Yeah, he looks. I think everybody like is scary. supposed to look what they, what they look like. But if there's one takeaway from this podcast: it's everyone should look like what they're supposed to. Look like. Everyone should exactly. look like what they're supposed to look like. That that could be an alternate title for our yeah. show. Yeah. Um, he's a Daniel's movie coming out with that title next year. <laughs> sorry, <Well, laughs> Man, oh, I listen. I liked everything everywhere all at once, but they are going to get some serious backlash at some point cuz like the people on Twitter are too intense about it. You know, about everything are, everywhere all at once. Yeah, you know these people are going to do a 180. There's going to be some sort of backlash. I can feel it. What? Ah. I can feel it. They're they're too they're too histrionic about it right now. So I, I feel like the tide's going to turn. What is what's going on on Twitter? Yeah, I don't what know. is going on? Um, mental illness. Uh... <laughs> I mean, come on. We're all on there. Yeah, listen. <laughs> it's not good for any of us. Well, wait a second. Well, but what is the actual, what is their gripe? Is that the movie is not good enough or is that it's too Well, good? no, everyone loves it too much. And so I think that like, people are going so hard for it right mm. now that like inevitably it's going to turn on them, you know? Oh, yeah. You can't people. be liked too much because you, then people on the internet go crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. But if they like you too much, if you do one thing they don't like, then they turn, you know? Like, are people saying that it's like cinema? That it's like people <laughs> an American masterpiece or something? Like, Yeah, like... I've seen a lot of, like, if anyone, like, is, like, vaguely critical of it, like, calls it, like, a little corny or something, that people, like, lose their minds. Oh, man. Oh. That's that, it's that Russo. A, it's a strange movie to, like... It's, to yeah. Into, I feel... It's a, I liked it. I liked Loved it a lot. It. I cried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it's not like, I don't think of it as being like, I don't know. I don't know that there are any movies that if anyone criticized them, I would be like, you're wrong and you should. You know, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gone like a little far. And like, it makes me like nervous for the Daniels because I'm like, oh God, I don't want them to like, Yeah. I don't know, people to turn yeah. on them because <laughs> they like them too much. Well, that's, one, that's one Paul, Paul Dano movie I've never seen was Swiss Army Man. I haven't seen I that I still haven't either. seen it either. Yeah. It's on my that's list. That's the Farting Corpse movie. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I've yeah. heard that it's unbelievable yeah <laughs> but that it's like really very good and i apart from the exactly what you said apart from the farting corpse element i don't really know anything about it yeah that's but that is why know. i didn't that's why i didn't see it was because i was like i don't know that i would i don't I know that farts. i can you know i i have been trying to get farts banned for many years i mean this is a, this is the thing i'm gonna be i'm gonna be plugging this at the end of the episode but mm-hmm. um like we like we have been trying to move things through local government to ban farts. What? Like, it's important. It's important. Keep know? it inside. Keep it inside. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. This is this is sending me sending me through my terrible t- uh, childhood of not pooping. Um, Wait. What? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Go on. No, if I, yeah, I don't know please, if I talk about this a lot. I don't, I don't know I, if I talk about this a lot on the show. I'm not familiar with the not pooping. Oh my god! I hate it. <laughs> so I was, I uh, as a child, very young child. This is my origin story. Um, like page one, between one pages one and three, I'm being potty trained. I'm a little kid, mm. and I do believe I have a vague recollection of my brothers telling me that there were snakes in the toilet that wanted <laughs> to eat my butt, and so sure, I was like. I'm a practical, smart child. 
Um, mm. But I had only been alive for maybe three years. Sure. Um, so I was like, oh, for quick all fix. you know, there could be snakes in the. Toilet. I was like, I've never. I was like, well, I'm not going to poop. I'm just not going to go. <laughs> and in many ways, there are snakes in the toilet. So true. Like, oh. There's and parasites. So, I mean, there's those like fish that swim up. There's all kinds. So what I'm of... saying is, you your brothers were right, and you should be scared. Yeah, yeah, I, you should stop <laughs> pooping again. And I did. I had like a Batman level of vigilance about not pooping, <laughs> and it got to the point where, like, for ten years, my dad would chase me through the house like fucking uh, Javert, uh, and I'd be on the run, like. He'd be like, uh, Michael, did you poop this week? And I'd be like, no. Yeah, or do yes. Do they have to like squeeze you out like a tube of toothpaste? Not even. Not even. My, I, I, they basically said sit on like – my dad would find me, put me in the bathroom, <laughs> and say like go like go poop. poop. Go poop for the love of God. Go poop. And him and my grandma actually would like join forces to like make me go – they give me a glass of prune juice and send me on my way. God. Uh, That's a Daniels movie. That Seriously, might even be a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Honestly, right I, I can see. I will not. PTA poop. would have it. <laughs> it's my body. around me. <laughs> Many people in this community are trying to force me to poop. There are snakes in the toilet, father. <laughs> what they are not aware of is that there are snakes in the toilet. <laughs> no one poops. One is vulnerable. Don't <laughs> I shall not poop. Power, power, wonder-working power. Far, far in the booth. Oh, a musical. I love it. Yes. There we go. It's so great. I haven't watched There Will Be Blood in probably over a year, and I, yeah. it's still fresh, top of mind. It's so good. You also, the way you started that made it, I was like, she's going to say like 10 years. You're like, oh, a year. <laughs> Is this like an annual like viewing? Go, yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's a Christmas movie. Honestly. <laughs> it is, in a way. Shelly. All that dark mahogany wood at the end. Oh, yes. Oh, Yo, yes. Next year, I say we do another There Will Be Blood episode. Yes. <laughs> Let's just watch Bring it for in year. the holidays. <laughs> Let's make There Will Be Blood the new uh god what's the one with jimmy stewart it's a wonderful life it's a wonderful <laughs> life thank you oh yeah gosh i like it it's in the christmas canon it's official yes. <laughs> so yeah. lana would you say that like <laughs> that paul dano is like your typical type especially paul dano like in this movie <laughs> mm. no i would say not i mean okay. i I don't think at the time that I saw it, I had like a type had evolved. Well, you were a child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was very much a child. And since then, I mean, we were talking about like sad dads earlier. I feel like that's yeah. much more. <laughs> that's what... So yeah. he's growing into it. He's growing into it. God, you're going to lose um, your mind when you see the Fablemans. <laughs> oh, man. Am I? You are. <laughs> Oh no. If you like Paul Dano and Sad Dads, you are going to lose your mind. <laughs> well, one of the other one of the other actors that I proposed for this was uh um what's his name? Michael Stuhlbarg in Call Me By Your Name. Who's like oh, the ultimate my God. <laughs> God. I was, He's really oh, good. I was like, what Timmy so over hot. here, Army over here, let me go through Stuhlbarg. to like linen, linen yeah, shirt oh. like what's the word for when you have a beard like barbiturates? Pursuit, yeah. Uh, 
Michael Stuhlbarg having an emotional confession of his oh. fluid sexuality to his son. Oh, oh my God. God, his hot wife who's like always smoking. Oh my God. God, that oh. man is so hot. Anyway, so no, I would say Paul Dane was not, not my like regular type, but I do think okay. that like, I don't know. Everyone is hot is really the truth. <laughs> it's so, true. We keep telling people. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like, and I, I wonder if this has not come up on your show before already, but that, like sometimes I think that like like men who are are truly handsome, like everybody mm. agrees that they're handsome, are mm. actually harder to like develop this kind of obsession with. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like kind of like there's like there's nothing to grab onto. Right. It's just they're, they're just smooth, you know, like yeah. just like that's a, it's no like texture. they're not even human. There's yeah. no texture. And yeah. I feel like Paul Dano is one of those people that like he has this charisma. He has this like, especially in interviews, if you watch interviews with him, he has, he does like what I would describe as like sexy voice. In, yes. Yeah. In yeah. all of his interviews, he's always like, well, like, yeah, I, I had been thinking about this for a while, you know, it was my, my birthday last week. Like he just has that. He's a thoughtful thing. boy. Very, yeah. He's very yeah. thoughtful. And, um, he's, he's so just, I think, uh, he exudes confidence, which you yeah. gotta have. Um, and he, and I think just his filmography being so like playing this like wide range of, mm -hmm. he's always like the weird guy in movies. I yeah. find that's like how people know him. And then to to be off screen, just like a cool guy from Brooklyn, who's like, yeah, thank you so much. I, yeah. you know, it's I was it's a bit of an you know, artiste, was, you know. I was he takes just the train. I was curled up with my, you know, copy. I don't know what his movies, what movies he watches, but <laughs> I don't know. He's, I know he's a criterion watcher. He's a criterion boy. That's a criterion yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I saw a tweet the other day. I wish I could attribute it to the right person, but I don't remember who it was, but they said something like, uh, that, you know, Steven Spielberg watches, you know, 10 years of Paul Dano playing the most depraved freaks imaginable and goes, that's my dad. <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> but I think that, like, why he's so good at playing these, like, crazy freaks is that, like, he, there's, like, a kind of, like, a decency to him, I think, and, like, a kind of, like, yeah. normalcy. So, like, yeah, he never, I yeah, I think a lot of actors who end up playing, like, the crazy characters, like, mm -hmm. they have something feels a little bit hollow about it oftentimes because you're like, that's an actor doing a lot. Yeah. And like, I think that he, there's something about him that feels like a normal guy, you know? You you have absolutely nailed it. Like that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's that like, he is, there's like a wholeness to him. There's like a presence mm -hmm. that is present in everything that he does, regardless of whether he's a very scary, you know, <laughs> like the Riddler was the last thing that he did. Yeah, <laughs> I have to like sidebar that um, I think my favorite moment of all the great performances that have come out of this year, I think his my favorite like acting moment of the year is him going, oh, no, 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 ah! <laughs> in the Batman. Yes. <laughs> I that clip a hundred times and it always makes me laugh. I'm not no, sure it's, if it's supposed to. I think it's supposed it to. It's camp. So funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's so camp. I also loved that movie. I it's think I have fun. a it is a great and it's it's movie it's movies like that that they don't really make anymore mm. where it's it, like it's a good like mid-range movie mm -hmm. it's not like like trash it's not mm -hmm. like you know written by uh, an ai no offense but <laughs> no, 
no, no, no, offense, no, offense, no, no offense to the robots, oh, but um, disrespect to the AI. Okay, <laughs> yeah. no disrespect for the computers. They will be my overlord. Yeah, one be day nice. They're coming for happen. us. Come on. <laughs> I want to be like one of the nice, like organic vessels that you yes. know. I want yeah. pushy life under the robots. <laughs> They'll so harvest your organs sure. like in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna scan my online footprint and they're gonna see that I said nice things about them. They're very handsome. Um, if handsomeness is a concept that mm-hmm. matters to them, otherwise they're so tall. Um, they're so tall. They're so tall. Oh my gosh. Just like my friend Zenu. Like, just the tallest. Just the three the three tallest people are Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Zenu, and uh artificial intelligence as a concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Um, but like so yeah, the Batman, it's not trash, but it's also not like no no Oscars are going to the Batman. Right. right. And they can do they can do something in the way as like a motif mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah. and that's and we love we yeah. love them for it it's like yeah. national treasure national yeah. treasure is a movie that makes no sense but it's perfect it's, it's just it fun. is to me just good dumb entertainment film. yep it's yeah. movies man it's not film it's movies it's uh. movies baby movies, uh, baby and I, and I think something that's like interesting about him and the batman and then Sorry, I keep going back to the Fablemans, but it's all I can think about. <laughs> but, but like to have it's that within movie. the span of like one year that he goes from playing yeah. you know, this like, you know, crazy, very theatrical kind of like, you know, a villain character in a popcorn movie to playing like this, it, like almost like, <laughs> like psychotically understated like performance. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like a like almost like a weirdly like stunted kind of understated kind oh, of shit. man. Oh, shit. All right. I got to see the Fablemans. It's, I love it's understated. It's really fascinating that he's I like, saw one clip and I, yeah. I, I I remember thinking it's the first, and granted, I'm sure he's great, but I remember watching it and being like, why did they cast him? Like, the, it felt yeah. so weird that that was the pick. Yeah. I'm glad that they did it because I want, I also have, am holding out hope that he's going to be on SNL at some point this God, season. God, like, I hope so. I'm oh my praying. God. He'd be so funny. I was sure. Because if they come back after Christmas, Mm-hmm. Like Fablemans will still be in theaters. Like there will be a reason yeah. to promote it. Head of the Oscars. He was just on Hot Ones. If he's doing Hot Ones, that's hilarious. He can oh. do SNL. He was on SNL last season. He did like a little quick cameo in yeah. Zoe Kravitz's episode, and I was like, yeah. he better be having a meeting while he's there. Yes. <laughs> like, he yeah, he's be gonna be so good. Yeah, he'll be like an Adam Driver, where it's like they commit. Exactly. <laughs> It's so true and it's perfect. It's so good. But yeah, I mean, his range is like really like almost mm-hmm. like shocking to me. I mean, like, you know, talking about like there will be blood, like obviously Daniel Day-Lewis is like, you know, most famous for having like insane range. But like, I think that like Paul Paul Dano like has it in the same way, like maybe slightly more understated. But like, but yeah, I think part of his appeal is that like he's just so sort of like protean. It's yeah. very true. I mean, like he is just... um He's like an actor. He's like a working actor. Yeah. He can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of his appeal as well. It's like, this man doesn't feel like a movie star. He feels like an actor, you know, mm-hmm. who stars in movies. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious, was he like your first like big movie crush? This is a good question. Um... <laughs> I He must have been. Like, yeah, I, you I were think so right? young. When you were a kid. <laughs> I... I I uh, I mean, I feel like everybody has those, like, stories about, like, I don't know, like, when you're, like, six, you have a crush on 
Yeah. Like the genie from Aladdin. I don't right. know why yeah, that's yeah, something got, that yeah, I said, did. but like everybody's got those things. I don't know what my, I don't, I don't know that I, <laughs> I don't know if I have that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I did, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Paul just awakened something in you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, and really there's nothing, there's the, there's nothing. It is like kind of a barren play. It was just him for mm. years that there were, there were no other actors that I was like even a little bit. Yeah. Like had that kind of like, oh, that's like my guy. That's um, funny. Yeah. But I was such a late bloomer in like all things in that <laughs> realm that like. <laughs> my God. Well, was I, it similar to uh, not drinking and then having Grey Goose on the rocks? Did you go from having yeah, like guess- no crushes to like. Insane crushes. You had all of them? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. There's like a very long list and it's all like, you know, it's all old sad people. Yeah, old, weird character dads. actors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very much so. My gosh. I just want to be a third with Bill Camp and Elizabeth Marvel. That's oh. it. Oh. <laughs> Are you listening? Oh my God. Well, he is coming on next month, so we will yeah. we'll pitch <laughs> We've it. We've got Ethan Hawk. We've got Bill Camp. We've got Paul we Dano. stacked lately. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean... <laughs> Bill, the word Zinu, is the AI, like God, I, all I, the stars are coming I, out. <laughs> I think we broke the AI trying to, to try. I trying to put together that transcript of what that future conversation could sound like. Um. <laughs> well, we are going to start wrapping it up, but before we do, we love playing a little game at the end of our episodes, and today we're going to do one of the classics: fuck, marry, kill. And we're going to do this with uh, three Paul Danos. So <laughs> we've got There Will Be Blood, Paul Dano. Yes. We've got, should we do Little Miss Sunshine? Let's do Your Little entree Miss Sunshine. into into the Danoverse? Although he is very much a child in that movie. He is a child. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't fuck that child. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to kill the child to save his life. <laughs> yes, kill the child to save the child. <laughs> okay, so no, little, no, no, no sunshine, no sunshine. We'll have, okay. There will be blood. The Batman. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's our third Dano? Do we split mm, There see. Will Be Blood into two Danos? <laughs> um, we also oh. have, I mean, there's the Fablemans, which is out now. Listen. The Fablemans. Oh, man. I am the only person who's seen the Fablemans, yeah. but I listen, I'm down. I'm down. because I have seen the clips, and I have seen You've seen the clips. The I've short, seen enough clips. short sleeve, white yes. button-up. High pants, short sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. So we got Fablemans, There Will Be Blood, and The Batman. <laughs> All right, Michael, you want to start us off? What's yeah, your fuck, so, Mary kill? Uh, Three kill, the Rid- kill the Riddler. Um, okay. Uh, fuck uh, Eli. <laughs> Eli and Paul Sunday. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And then uh, Mary uh, Bert Fableman. He sounds like a really sweet guy. Um, mm. I feel like I love I'm that Mary- this is a movie all about divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I'm... about cheating on him because he's a boring husband. Ah! Well, spoil it. Ah! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kelly, that was the one text. <laughs> that was the I one thing. That, I thought that the marriage between the inspired artist and the conservative scientist was going to go great. <laughs> yeah, right. That always works out. <laughs> Listen, I, will I, take the day. I don't believe in spoilers. It's about the journey. Come on, come on, this guys. Is very true. <laughs> Lana, what about Steven you? Steven Spielberg is a real guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is all stuff on record. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that happened a very long um, time ago. 
I mean, I would be a bad person if I didn't kill the Riddler, right? No, you could you could do whatever. Go you with your heart. You Follow your heart. He was misunderstood in that movie. I almost did, but yeah. I just. I mean, honestly, if I could go back in time, like if I could, you can prevent the Riddler. You if can. I could do society a service by de-inselling him, you know yeah, you know what I mean. Fuck the bat out of him, yeah. He was very. The Riddler is very insult coded in that movie. Yeah, he's yeah. for sure. For sure. They, yeah, not even coded. If somebody like, had, yeah, very much. He's mad that the Batman won't fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. My whole thesis project in college was about how Batman is uh, repressed. And uh, God, that's whole... so on brand. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole yeah. su- like sexual subtext. Down him. that well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe that is what I would do. I maybe. Oh, but then. Hmm. Classic. I, I would can save not Riddler, not the Riddler, <laughs> not the Riddler as we know him, but the Riddler as he might have been. Ah, uh, Edward Nashton. Mm. Yes. Edward mm. Nashton. I, you know, troubled past. We could, you know, come yeah. to some understanding. Yeah. Um, and it would just be, it would be like therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not oh, a relationship. So it's just, a, just a fuck. I mean, know? most people in that um, city need need some therapy, and uh, maybe with therapy he wouldn't end up working maybe. for the police. Like, who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he would have taken the he would have he would have been he would have taken the right move and uh, become a cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and listeners, we just want to say we need more cops. More cops. <laughs> we love I'm cops. Saying, keep the farts in. More cops. Don't fart. Don't poop. <laughs> become a cop. <laughs> yeah, and I would marry. I would marry. Uh, I would marry Bert. Mm. Um, and then probably cheat on it <laughs> with Seth Rogen. With Seth Rogen. With Seth Rogen. Spoilers. With Seth Rogen. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, come I on. Mean... Given the choice, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You know, she had a oh, wealth maybe. of options that movie, like Paul Dano in high pants and Seth Rogen in high pants. Come on. I know. The woman. She's not made of wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's a woman with feelings. Come on. She's a woman with feelings and a very interesting haircut. <laughs> yeah, and um, a crazy set of bangs. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, of course, I would kill Eli Sunday. And I think, mm. I, you know, I'm not a murderer by nature, but um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you're going to murder, I feel like beating. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, how at you the top of yes. called being like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, you can't top I don't think I... how Daniel Plainview did. Can you? Can you? Mm. Can and, I talk and, Daniel and Plainview? Honestly, what would it look like to try? That would be very <laughs> scary. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I think that that's, those are my choices. Those I are like my it. choices. Are informed, good. informed, contextual choices. Yes, mm. I like it. Very well-reasoned. These are good. Yeah, I think, hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to kill the Riddler because I don't mm-hmm. have strong feelings. To be ah, honest. okay. So it's kind of like a go. you just kill him and you don't even really give a shit about it. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't like go like theatrical and like beat him to death with a <laughs> bowling pin. Yeah, <laughs> it would be simple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they cut in from a different movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all in the Danoverse, baby. And I think I would fuck Eli because you know mm. 
those like crazy mm-hmm. oh, Christians. Yeah. He's got, he's they got, got oh, some, like, that's why. That's sure. why I. Yeah, they got the same. repressed stuff. Like, ooh, like honestly, I'm even, be exciting. I'm reconsidering because I forgot about his. He talks about that he went crazy in the 20s. That he was yes, yeah, yes. that whole conversation at the end. Oh God, yes, we didn't talk about yeah. it, but like when he's talking about the devil and all that shit, I'm just like, dog, mm-hmm. you did some stuff, dog. It's all good. You know, the guy goes insane eating pussy. <laughs> yeah. No, not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah definitely got to be eli in everything and everything he was out in the desert for all those years yeah yeah he's horny he there? The he's he's got he's got he's got a lot real slick and he's got some he's got that pent-up energy you know yeah, Oof. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, be good <laughs> and then i got I marry him Bert. Do one of his i know you gotta marry Bert. <laughs> I gotta marry Bert. I know I yeah. was just talking about how he gets cheated on and he's like psychotically repressed, but he's also a nice man <laughs> with big tall pants. Do we like big tall pants? I take it back. God, yeah, I love course. a man in high pants. Please. please. Yeah. A, man, a man in low pants? Please kill me. Okay. I'm trying to like, I'm flipping my wardrobe right now and I'm trying uh-huh. to like figure out what kind of pants uh, do tall. I want to wear? Tall pants? Tall pants. Bring the waist okay. Tall pants. Up. Bring the waist up. Waist I have such up. a sh- short Jack Skellington torso. And so, <laughs> like, when I wear tall uh, It'll be, pants, like, in your armpits. You look like a spider that made a wish to become a man. And, <laughs> like... <laughs> and that's what people love. That's what people, people love. Horny for that. Right. <laughs> those are the two. Those are the two incoming trends for 2023. It's buckle fat removal and being a spider that wishes to be a man. <laughs> you love Spider Man. Come on, <laughs> become Spider Man. <laughs> yes, I will be the Spider Man. Listen, Michael. I think you got to do like a flared pant. Oh, I think would you, never. I would never. I would never. You I think know, you could pull it off. I, would I never. think you could do it. You know, I'm a tapered person. Everything about my personality screams that I wear tapered pants. Um, mm. I, I just really think you could rock like a dumb 70s bottom. outfit. A I, yeah, bottom, I could. A, like a, a patterned shirt. I could. A, almost like Dan Flash's style. Are there, oh, you could do it. I love it. <laughs> I, I've been looking for some Dan Flash's shirts, um, specifically in the color maroon. Um, Listen, Yes. You would be I'm, great. <laughs> I just bought these shoes. Um, you see oh, these guys? listeners, these are, are great they shoes. They're velvet. They're velvet. These so are I can't, velvet maroon shoes. I can't wear them oh. in the rain, but I, I the, only... What size shoe do you wear? I wear a... <laughs> Is that information you can share on the internet? It's a 10 and a half. It's, an average, it's average size pant. It's average size shoe. That, that shoe looks enormous to me for some reason. <laughs> well, because I, I have it here. Um, I have it here. Yeah, it's, but it's very it's, close. It's, it's actually, yeah. I do think it still looks big. I don't know why. <laughs> it does look relatively big. And I do think that, Michael, if we want to start like really monetizing this podcast, you should start showing feet on our social media. So mm. something to consider. Keep it something in mind. Something to think about it. Something to think about. <laughs> um, I did a couple years ago think about starting an, an OF, but it's just, <laughs> it's, I don't, <laughs> I'm not that creative. <laughs> We will it's start fans, but it's just new shoes that you. Oh, have. It's just like new shoes. <laughs> it's like, just new shoes. No nudes. Never new worn. Shoes. Um, yeah, we, we look at shoes and we talk about Paul Dano. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like me making tea. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on the Batman? Yeah, <laughs> Lana, this was 
Amazing. Oh my God. This was so fun. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Can they follow you on social media? Do you have any projects coming up that you want people to know about? Um, they cannot follow me on social media, but <laughs> so so I, do have projects coming up. I do have projects coming up. Good. Um, I will first plug uh, the Dovecoat reading series, which yeah. uh, as Shelly mentioned, being in the show is a monthly uh, reading series for playwrights um, for developing works in progress, new plays. If you're interested in that, you can email Dovecoat series. That's D O V E C O T E series at gmail.com. <laughs> And then the other thing I will plug is that I, as a playwright, actually have a show um, yeah. at the Chain Theater as part of their Winter One Act Festival. Oh. Um, and it's uh, coming up the first week of February. We have performances on February 1st, February 4th, uh, <laughs> February 10th, and February 11th uh, at various times. Um, I <laughs> It's like information. They don't have the tickets are not for sale. The website <laughs> is not updated. But uh, keep an eye out, folks. Mark your calendar and uh, block off the whole day because we we don't know what it'll be. The month, frankly. uh, (laughs) Yeah, block off the whole month and I'll, you know, I'll just perform it for you myself in the streets. (laughs) Um, But yes, keep an eye out for the Chain Theater. Um, And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have. And it has been such a pleasure being here today. I've been looking forward to this. It was so great to talk to you. This was a really fun one. Yeah, this oh, was I'm awesome. Glad. You say that's all the guests. No, <laughs> no, we I, tell them they suck. We, we hate we, them. We're <laughs> rude to. You're the to only guess. good one. <laughs> the first one we've liked. Um, we hated everyone else. Yeah, I'm actually. Now, gonna, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> where can people find us? <laughs> oh, so you can find us on all social media at Everyone Is Hot Pod. That's every numeral one is hot pod. And yeah, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars. Uh, anything less will get you excommunicated from yeah, the don't community. Bother. Don't even yes. bother. Don't even <laughs> Just think about off. it. I will drink <laughs> your milkshake. Okay. <laughs> All right. Please, do voice, do the voice. Oh, I drink. I will drink your milkshake. I drink there it up. Go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There we go. Teenage <laughs> Eli, you boy. I, my favorite line. So good. So good. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this so was good. such a delight. And, Michael, what should the listeners do? Stay horny. Horny. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.